0: Happy Friday morning to everyone out there in our listening land. This podcast, of course, we missed the bus with Specs and the bald one.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: We're going to be dropping this on Monday. Uh, That's going to be our new schedule. So we will not only wish you a happy Friday, but a happy beginning to the week, which, you know, happy, not happy. You can take it as you leave it. (laughs) But, uh, you know... we hope everybody is out there striving to make the best that they can, keeping their heads down and also looking up at the sky. So how's your week been, brother?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good week. Yeah, you know, can't complain. Nothing crazy, nothing, you know, nothing
0: too spectacular. Uh-huh. too spectacular on the news or too spectacular on the personal front
1: just on the personal front uh, Yeah, right. news is always blowing my mind well, you yeah, know we can we'll talk about that in a little bit but so it's just a good constant a nice headwind you know I, I think it's because we we had a we had, a, <laughs> we had a, a light week in terms of heat um you know it wasn't we weren't in the triple digits. We were kind of back in like the, the lower nineties, which, uh, you know, for for those of you up north, that's a that's like a cold front for us down here. So. <laughs> it's
0: definitely much more comfortable, wasn't it?
1: So yeah, it was. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of added a little little pep in my step all week.
0: It has. It's and you know fortuitous at the very least. Uh, I found it interesting that this week we uh, or excuse me last week you and i were talking about uh term limits Mm -hmm. and we're bouncing around with it and one of the things that we brought up with that was also uh an age limitation you know and we're like you know after we had our our woeful incident with mitch.exe not responding (laughs) and you know we started looking at uh, the age groups of the people that are up there scandalously making their their decisions one of the things that we uh Definitely hit on was age limits as well as term limits. And what do you know? It's we're profits, baby profits There's a, a Republican uh, senator that said hey, we need age limits. His age limit is 75 Yes, no, maybe I thought it was – I personally thought I was like, look, in 75, I think that the cutoff date should – you know, the cutoff age should actually be around 70.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, you know, like maybe a few years after retirement, really. I mean, like what's – I retirement now, like 65. Well, that's what they would would
0: like to say. You know, what's funny Um, is I've seen articles where they're like, you know, the the retirement age is supposed to be about 65 years of age. But just because of the way the economy has been going the last couple of years – you're seeing more and more and more people that are working past the age of 65 because their cost of living, what they planned for Mm -hmm. when they retired, it's just been far exceeded.
1: Right. No, yeah, I I agree.
0: So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep you abreast of that. You know, we're going to formulate an army of people that are over the age of 65 and uh, they'll serve for (laughs) a maximum of... Six months or until they forgot where they put their car keys to actually get to, you know, basic training.
1: I, I think that's that's a good start. <laughs> that's, that's our start. next
0: sport, by the way, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We have, you know, we have MMA of the stars where we take an individual from another sport, tennis, track, Maybe even football—that might be an interesting one—and we throw them in the ring with one of the leading MMA fighters, men and women, and see exactly how long it is that they would survive. Of course, then we've got bullshit, where we we take a uh, we we take the the world's leading volleyball players, uh, female volleyball players. We may extend this to the men as well, and we it's beach volleyball, so they're in the sand with the net, and across from them is a twenty-five hundred-pound bull and uh, we're really looking forward to the color commentary on that one i saw a picture incidentally after you and i had discussed this of a female volleyball player who had shoulders that would rival any linebacker in the nfl and you and i were remarking on the fact that the color commentators would be like wow look at the shoulders on that one we were, you know and you'd know like okay generally you're talking about the bowl and i looked at this picture and i was like yeah, you wouldn't know which one you're talking about. You know, I, I might put money on this volleyball player, <laughs> you know. Give her, give her you know, a, a sword and, and a cape and, you know, the, the color red. Of course, in bullshit, I also took into consideration that if it was collegially based and you had teams like Stanford or Nebraska who are in red, that might be a disqualifier. It might be, you know, an additional function to that. They'd have to change the, you know, they'd always wear like they're a white, they're away jerseys, you know, which are supposed to be white.
1: Well, no, yeah, no, it had the white and the red. Right. You and, know, kind of like yeah. the running of the Bulls, except, you know, like the, the home team would get to be white and the away team would have to be
0: red. It would definitely impact the SEC, <laughs> you know. And, and then, you know, if you, you'd have a, a team like, well, I don't know, like, you know, West Virginia, you know, in blue, Or just make them all red. They'd all win.
1: (laughs) They'd be like, hey,
0: this isn't fair.
1: Or like a red top, white bottom. Boom. Just for the entire,
0: entire sport. Well, and you couldn't do it in soccer because then if you whip out the red card, then the referee gets killed. Maybe (laughs) football (laughs) fans might actually enjoy that because they're a little raucous, you know. is true it is true so (laughs) but uh this will be the next one the next uh, the next sport is we take people over the age of 65 and we enlist them in not even basic let's not even say basic training we'll go we'll go full on we'll go boot camp marine corps boot camp and we'll send them to a special staging area outside of camp lejeune or you know camp pendleton and by the way a shout out To, you know, our men and women in the armed services, all joking aside, we love the work that we do. We appreciate the fact that you're standing on those walls, and we also appreciate the fact that you are quite literally slaves to every ridiculous fucking suggestion out there, and yet you largely are able to maintain, go about your business, and, you know, we don't hear constant incidents of people throwing frag grenades into their commanding officer's tents, you know, or the politicians that would have them, you know, make sure that the, the latest great discussion had from a military standpoint was whether or not they were going to develop uniforms for pregnant women, which actually was the course that they undertook. I remember talking to my son about this. My oldest is a United States Marine. And he said, you know, if you want to help <laughs> the commanding officers, both men and women explain to them how to correctly set up the web gearing that the Marines must utilize for women because between uh, 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 you know a, a Kevlar plate web gearing that don't conform to the female anatomy by the way and they make them I've seen them there are a number of companies out there that make them so that they're they're curved unlike you know with with you know the men's Kevlar plates or trauma plates excuse me they're not curved. But he was like, yeah, he goes, when we get into the field, half the time, the women are dying because no one knows how to help them set up their straps. Their center of gravity is different. The way that their gear fits is different. If we had a course just in that, it would incredibly maximize, you know, the readiness of our of our fighting force out there. Instead, the fighting force staying home and that they're pregnant. But they have a uniform. I hope it's a onesie. <laughs> no that the space force has already claimed that oh, darn. yeah and they got footsie pajamas too it is it is a full-on onesie you know <laughs> i understand that when they're standing on the space platforms though that the uh the the, the bottom of the footies, and we remember this as kids no traction at all so they need to figure that out you know i know that they have like velcro you know booties that they utilize in space right You know, you can, you can set your feet down, you know, we don't have the magnetic boots yet that we see in sci-fi movies, you know, the boom, it goes red. And then you, you know, you click onto the ground and, you know, life is, is wonderful. But it also means that all of the space construction that we're dealing with in these sci-fi films is of a ferrous material, is, you know, capable of, of being attracted to by, or connected to by a magnet. What if everything is ceramic? And 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 that's that's you know then you come out and you're in the space force and you're like hey dude we got we got hey dude specs metal right here well I I magnetic.
1: saw a thing uh, not too long ago about a guy that had uh, developed I guess like a gecko skin or like chameleon like skin that'll stick to anything but it's not magnetic and as you like, right. it depends on the way that you're pulling on it. Uh, which is
0: interesting because i've, I've seen robotics tests mm-hmm. they, they've got a gecko uh, uh, a robot gecko which is you know, who doesn't want a robot gecko mm-hmm. but it turns out that it, it, it's still a form of interaction between the ions in the gecko's pad and on the surface of whatever it's sticking to i used to think that it was more chemical like it was gooey right like like they had dipped their you know their little pads in you know maple syrup
1: well yeah, i thought they just produced like a, a sticky substance
0: right and it turns right. out that that is not the case their their pads are made up of these individual almost like hair like you know uh, substances and the connection they have to any service and the reason that they can crawl around on any service is that they're, they're actually manipulating that electromagnetic space in between their pad and the services they're sticking to. <laughs> and they've been able to recreate this. <laughs> Which, from a surveillance standpoint, scares the hell out of me. I am probably going to notice you know, if a drone comes zipping up on, you know, I live in a condo, so, you know, <laughs> drone... <laughs> You know, and I'm in there, you know, doing my best risky business imitation in my underwear, uh, which is really terrible. I do do a mean Puff the Magic Dragon, but only in the nude. Anyhow, (laughs) if I'm doing Puff the Magic Dragon, I'm going to notice a drone, you know, like you said. Or maybe it's a new, you know, like a new UFO drone, you know. You know, it it comes down and, you know, there it is. And, you know, I'm going to notice that. But Gecko drone? Easy, you know, eases right in there into the, you know, right near the screen, corner of the window. You never know. Think of the videos you could capture. I'm telling you, it's scary.
1: Would it be like in a fisheye lens, though? Because don't, don't they have, like... <laughs> no, I'm thinking of chameleons. Sorry.
0: I don't know. You know, that brings up a good, a good question. You got things rolling around out there, like the box jelly, that they've been... And, and I would love to know the science behind this, that they've been able to determine... That it, it the the box jelly has no eye, and it has no brain, and yet they know for a fact that it can see in three hundred and sixty degree vision. How that is capable, how they're capable of of doing this, I I really don't know. It, but it it fascinates me that they can do this, you know.
1: So, jellyfish are weird, man.
0: Yeah, they are and they hurt. They're they're <laughs> they're, they're aliens is what
1: they are. You know, it's funny
0: when you look at when you look at the way species interact just on this planet. There's been the argument made and I mean, you know, especially if you're a sci-fi fan, you can look back on this towards the Matrix you know, and that was, you know, that was the the, uh, the premise of Agent Smith, was that mankind was a virus, you know, and is a virus on this planet because, you know, we produce and we consume and, you know, we, we destroy everything around us. But then you look at something like uh, jellyfish, jellyfish blooms, you're looking at a creature that is, that is able to clone itself. It's also able to break off of itself and hibernate for hundreds of years and then when it does decide to come back to life and it starts to produce these clones they create what is called a bloom a jellyfish bloom and when these things occur they deoxygenate whatever area of the ocean they've in i've actually seen one personally up in Alaska and it's a dead zone that water can never be reoxygenated and it sits in situ you know, just in place by itself for the rest of forever. You can't go in there. And so you think about it and you're like, okay, well, if the jellyfish, you know, came to be from an evolutionary process, you would assume that it would find a way to integrate in all manner with the environment. And this is not the case. It kills the environment. One day, if a bloom was large enough, it could deoxygenate enough of a place of, of the ocean where it would drastically affect the rest of the ecosystem.
1: Well, let's hope that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do we go on a banned jellyfish thing here or do we produce more sea turtles? Is that it? Is that is that our defense program now?
1: I mean, save the turtles. That's, uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah.
0: There are laws that don't even allow you to interfere with the fucking things when they're coming, the sea turtles when they're coming on land. You know, and if we had, like, pterodactyls out there, or bird's big enough to, like, carry them away, the laws would say, yeah, you can't do that. we got to let evolution take its process. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, or, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, but they're getting picked off here, <laughs> you know, left, right. Oh, it's all part of the culling system. Don't don't worry about it. Don't mess with evolution. Yeah, she's a bitch, and she just ordered the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, ladies and gentlemen. So... Uh, I got a bit for you here though. One of the things that, uh, that we're continuing to look at, we're going to have a segment of the show every week, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll give you the backstory on this in, in a second. We're going to have a segment every week called Name That Cryptid. Okay, and, and as some of you know, and probably a lot of you don't know, Uh, cryptids fall within the category of scientific study called cryptozoology and it is the study of uh, creatures, for lack of better nomenclature, that may or may not exist. Now, there are cryptids that did once exist that are extinct now that have been, uh, that that may be seen or have been found. Uh, There's a fish known as the coelacanth. That is a perfect example of this. Everybody in the universe said, yeah, coelacanth dead sixty-five million years ago. And then we found some. And so it was like, well, I think you better you better check your mouth on that. So but uh, then there are other cryptids that are out there uh, that don't meet this classification. And they're like the, you know, like uh, lichens like wolfmen, dog men. Bigfoot is a cryptid. Loch Ness, Nessie,
1: man, man bear pig,
0: that one too. I would have said glowing pig would have been part of that list too, but it turns out that a company in Japan was like, you know what we really need, glowing pork. We're gonna and they actually figured out how to do it. For, I don't know if they're still doing it, but part of their ad campaign. If you're ready for this, it's a it was a a, a company that specialized in genetic engineering, and they were able to take the bioluminescent factor, you know, associated with, you know, fish primarily and add it to pigs. And the pigs did, in fact, glow in the dark. What the fuck? Why would you even, I mean. Dude, but the great thing is, is that their ad campaign, they would leave the pigs in this gated off area in front of the company. (laughs) And so if you drove by the company at night, there'd be glowing fucking pigs in the yard. It's not the other white meat. It's the glowing green meat. I think it was a, a green tint to a green hue that it, so it, it looked like a chemstick And like you grab the pig and snap it in half and shake it real <laughs> shake hard, it. boom, <laughs> instaglow pig. You oh,
1: know? man, just leave the pigs alone. <laughs> just leave the pork alone, baby.
0: So I'm gonna. So uh, here's the backstory. Backstory is uh, uh, as all of you know now. Specs and I work together. I work for Specs. And we were coming down from uh, a deployment for a a customer that we had in the middle of the night. Okay. It's moonlit. It had been raining previously that day. So there's this, this wonderful haze that you see hanging over the, the peanut (laughs) fields. That's a very, very Southern (laughs) statement, the peanut fields and you know, the, the marsh areas and it's a full moon and For whatever reason specs has failed to turn on the radio so it's just dead fucking silent in the van we're both exhausted by the way we've been we've been on this deployment for something ridiculous like 18 hours and so we're we finished up it's about midnight we're driving down this old country road literally this is the best way to get to where we were going it was up in alabama and so we're driving down and i i look over at specs and i'm like you know you know this is the perfect time right and specs is like dude we talked about this we're not going to do that <laughs> and i was like no 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 we're not talking about that we're talking about skunk ape oh, oh i forgot
1: about the skunk, skunk ape.
0: ape and and specs <laughs> looks to me and he goes yeah what the hell are you talking about <laughs> and i i was like well i was like there's supposedly a down here, you know, in, in the South. I, I did not know this until we were in having well, this conversation. It was, it was probably uh, a sign of <laughs> Spec's intelligence that he didn't know about it. He had not. I honestly believe that there, they're, for all intent and purposes, there is a finite amount of space in the human brain. And after you get to a certain age, you're deleting something so that you can accept other things. And this is something that I took up space in his head. And, and now it's gone. And I apologize for that. I really do. Because there are those moments where you're like, you know, what the fuck are we really talking about here? and Why is this in my head?
1: Well, before we had the podcast, when we started driving around... We actually we would record our conversations because if we were if we were like we we're, were just we're nuts. We have to record this. Yeah, no yeah. one's gonna believe the conversations <laughs> that we're having, and then it, then it led into what has flourished into this beautiful podcast. That's right. That's and right hang right, on. Sure. Before we move any further, I've got something for you. Oh, all right. Okay. I have I have a surprise for Mike here. It's, oh. a, it's a gift that I brought. It's for you, my friend. What is this is to add uh, to the to the shenanigans that are Mike's <laughs> <laughs>
0: toys on a <the> shelf <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen in, in my office I have a uh, I have a, a ever ever growing group of toys I would have to say that the most offensive of them are supplied to me by specs <laughs> here Um and what's really scary is I have fucking seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hand, uh, and eventually we, we are probably going to turn this into a, a YouTube cast as well. But uh, I have what is referred to as a fun boy bubble ages 3 plus which kind of really fucking concerns me here by the way this is a Japanese toy ladies and gentlemen and so it's a modeling of the fart fart and so apparently oh it's got fucking light music and a lot not L O T S, ladies and gentlemen, just L O T lot of bubbles.
1: Pull it pull it out. I gotta put batteries in it for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, don't, um, you don't have to put the bubbles in it.
0: Ladies I'm, and
1: gentlemen, this is a this is a Japanese toy that has bent over and has <laughs> his hand uh, fashioned next to his, his you know his his tushy there. His <laughs> tushy with a <laughs> with what seems to be a, a bubble blower <laughs> and he is blowing bubbles
0: out of his butthole residing near his it, it is his finger ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes it's his rectum rectum hell and nearly killing <laughs> <laughs> okay so ladies and gentlemen um uh, on the left hand side of this masterful toy there's an armature with uh with a circle attached to the base of it and it dips into a basket that have what it the basket represents I guess what you're supposed to put bubbles in it yes so you put the you put the, the <laughs> magic bubble formula into it the armature moves up and down it moves down into the basket where you have the bubble concoction and then it raises itself back up so that the air blowing out of the ass end of this thing creates a magical bubble. (laughs) Dude, only from Japan. And I'll guarantee yeah. you that this is available somewhere there in a vending machine.
1: All right, I'm sure. Probably I'm sure. right
0: next to the used panties. <laughs> that's, uh, where, that's where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were doing at that moment in time. Like, do we go for the silk ones or the cotton ones tonight? Hmm. Dude, and what the fuck with that? Come on, Japan. I, I love it over there. You know, um... The the last reports I have over there, mine are obviously old, but the last reports I have over there are from my my oldest son, who's with the Marine Corps, and uh, he was stationed in Okinawa for a while. I think every Marine in, in the known universe eventually trips over Okinawa, and uh, but he went he uh, when he got engaged, he he took the uh, beautiful young lady that is now his wife to Tokyo. And so they they bounced around all over there, and he he told me he said some of the shit that you find in the vending machines there is just out of control. No, their vending machine
1: culture is 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 something to talk about. It's sure. next level, isn't it? It <laughs> is. Yeah, we we actually dipped into it when we were looking at uh go back going back to you know what we do. Uh, we're looking at robot automation for uh you know vending machines to build pizzas and 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 dough and and actually like pastries and things like that. You know those. That was actually started in in Japan,
0: and that's tame. Tame. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You can
1: buy live animals. You can buy <laughs> frozen fish. I mean, I, you you name it. Like it's it's almost it's a novelty. I mean, you go out, you walk the streets of Japan. You know, you're gonna pass a hundred you know vending machines that you know
0: you could buy anything you want. Out of. You know, and what what got me about the the underpants one is that they they ended up they started with. The brand new ones in a package, which I get. That, I completely get that, you know. Uh, you're, you're, you're having a bad day. Maybe that fish inside of the, in the ramen wasn't great. You have an accident. Boom. Underpants vending machine. I get it. There's a need. I see that. You filled that gap. The used women's underpants. This is for the guy, that middle level businessman that's riding the bullet train to work every day, reading, reading the manga or the hentai right there. In front. And I, I've seen it and it's completely acceptable. And you're like, it, I mean, and this is this it's not seen in that light over there, which is weird. But when you're an American and you're over there. The individual might as well be standing there with a copy of Hustler, uh, you know, in their hand. And you're like, dude, what is it? What is it? People are watching you read this.
1: Well, see, the difference in Japan and America is the Japanese people, they just read it. The American <laughs> people on the
0: subway would
1: have their wiener in their hand. That's why it's so, un- so you unacceptable. Know. You know, because we're
0: thinking, we're like, right, oh, is he, is he going to do it? Am yeah, I going is is to see is, some is Japanese he...
2: wiener? <laughs> so-
0: Is he gonna break out a zeal? What's going on there? We have to be contextual, ladies and gentlemen. To the anatomy, you know. But but Jesus, we just all right. That went so fucking sideways. So thank you for the bubble machine. Well,
1: you know, and this, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be something that I do, you know, sporadically (laughs) throughout the show. Is uh, continue to to gift Mike some of these ridiculous fucking
0: toys, which is amazing because it's uh, it's an audio podcast, (laughs) and so we're definitely delving into theater of the mind. You guys are gonna have to picture this. So you know, um, it, the the character that it most resembles is uh, a, an anime character called Nochon, and so that is a little boy. And, and In the anime, he lives all by himself. He's 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 in this apartment complex that the artwork is very rudimentary and. It you know he's always in these these bizarre situations because he's a child and he's basically surrounded by adults you know and so his interaction with them is where the humor comes from, but uh yeah that's what he looks like he's got his black hair and his red shirt and his this uh oh look on his face
1: he almost reminded me of the like the Johnny Chimpo character from Super Troopers oh the little uh, the little Mexican monkey that is <laughs> <just laughs> always doing something like grotesque.
0: <laughs> it's the armature because it looks like a tail.
1: It does, yeah, it does. yeah,
0: yeah, it does. And the it, face
1: kind of looks like a, a monkey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a, t- a white monkey we've talked about before. Yeah, we 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 have them here in the states, owned by those few knuckleheads that believe that they're, that's okay. But uh, yeah, it's uh it, it's unique, but. Uh, On the other end of the spectrum, I know our listeners who are losing their minds right now, trying to keep things in order, are probably thinking, okay, tangential, you know, definitely off the cuff, complete fucking railroad accident here. How did we get from cryptids to the... The fun, funny boy bubble modeling of the fart fart. And what's with the two fart farts?
1: I've been holding on to that all week. Just for you. <laughs> now, we talked about something earlier that I brought up that I couldn't hang on to. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna we'll trans, transition transition into that next uh, we'll talk about uh, the movie tiptoes
0: okay well we'll, we'll do that um, in a second but, first of all we have to return back to <laughs> fucking Ape, because that's where we were aiming for
1: oh I forgot about skunk yeah sorry, funny funny fart
0: boy ended up if I saw funny funny fart boy out in the in the glades though in the middle of the night cryptid bam and I'd be more inclined to leave as opposed to seeing Ape, <laughs> I'd be like hey look you know specs Hey, to the right here, skunk ape found it. If I saw this in the middle of the field, life size, I'd be like, dude, dude, "Why are we not going faster?" <laughs> no, we'd be running. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be carjacking fools. You know, give me that fucking truck. We're going crowded. We're going native here. Bye. So anyhow, we're uh, back to the fucking skunk story. Skunk, <laughs> skunk cape. Cape. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Who's I driving this was. thing anyway? So we're driving down the road. And it's one of those nights that I'm known for this. I'm known for this. I was, I, I is, is, uh, the, the listeners now are aware I, I used to, uh, uh, work, uh, in the PMC field and in the industrial security field. And I was attached to a casino up in Colorado at one point in time. And it's snowing like hell one night. And for whatever reason, I can't even remember what the deal was. I think it was, there was a, there was, they were working on a program to bring certain employees up to the casino Right. And then van them back down. And this is Colorado Central Station up in Blackhawk, Colorado. Right. And so it's a bit of a drive. And the road is fucking lethal. I mean, two lane road, you know, very windy, good grade the entire way. Uh, You're right. You're you're actually transiting next to the river that feeds into the mouth of the river that feeds into the Coors plant. Oh. Which is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, dead. Yeah, you're not smells. allowed to fish in it. Ugh. You're not allowed to drink from it. It's it's poisoned with cyanide from all of the mining.
1: Yeah. Now, You ever go to Golden, Colorado, and you're like, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's the coarse plant.
0: Yeah. So, but anyhow, the uh, uh, as we're driving down it, um, I'm in the most I'm in the most wonderful, fantastic winter transit vehicle that you could possibly be on, be in for the type of roads that run sheets of ice, no snow. It had snowed earlier that evening and the plows, you know, the the Colorado highway department out there is fantastic about removing snow. And so they had turned this basically into a fucking ice rink. You know, that's uh, that's about, I think it's about 13 miles from, from there down into golden. And I'm in a uh, 1994 Z28 Camaro, brand new. <laughs> so on top of it, we've got all these people in the Camaro with me. Some I know, some I don't know, right? <laughs> Most of them are from the Valley crew, and they can't get down the mountain. So I'm like, hop in the Camaro. <laughs> this will be the safest method of transportation for you this evening. So here's... You know, uh, all of these people, we're breathing inside of this, this Camaro and we're driving down the road. It's foggy as hell. Ice sheet. So we're driving along at like 20 miles an hour, full moon. And I, it, it's dead silent in the car because not everybody knows everybody. You know, that silence oh, that yeah. you get, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, you know, it's almost like we're all on a date. It's weird. Right. And so, you know, no one wants to fart and no one wants to say the first word, you know, and I'm sitting there and I was like, well, I'll, I'll break the tension. I was like you know this is that night just like i said yeah. <laughs> and the rest of them were like we said we're not going to do that ask gas or cash and, and yeah we're riding for free motherfucker. <laughs> and so but in all sincerity i'm like this is that night and it was this older guy named rich he goes what what not and i was like this is when the light comes down from the sky on the highway and we're all abducted. We're never seen again. And I shit you not, that car went not only more silent, but ice cold. Everyone's heart fucking stopped. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was so picturesque. And then Rich is like, what the fuck is the matter with you? I can see that. 1994, yeah. young Mike.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah 94, <laughs> driving down the road. Yeah, to just, uh, you know, the bald one. Yeah, the, uh, the, it, the, the bald one. The bald one driving down the road. So, and I wasn't bald at that time. I had a beautiful quaff, <laughs> and it was it was it was late '80s, early '90s style. So, it spiked up on like one side, right along the right along the part there. You know, I'm just beautiful, majestic. Oh, do you to, you're gonna you to have to bring me a picture of that. Oh yeah, Oh, you've seen one, the one I have with my Akita, oh, I katana. Yeah. I can't remember that. Say that five times fast. B- anyhow, b- 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 <laughs> so anyhow, we take the way way forward machine. All right, 2023, and we're out here, you know, humping it in Alabama, and same type of night, you know, a little bit of... of uh, precipitation earlier in the evening, and now we've got this heavy mist that's hanging over everything. This full, huge moon, right? We could probably have shut the lights out and ghost-driven. Remember when we did that as a kid? Ghost try the whip, yeah, ghost the Turn out the lights. You know? <laughs> Who's gonna scream first, dude? You just drove off the- I'm ahead, you know. And so, but anyhow, I digress. So I I, I throw skunk ape at uh, specs over here, and I'm like, yeah, skunk ape, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, skunky. And he's like, you know, no, that's not what we're doing here. Oh my God, no way. And, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't quite that musical, but it was, (laughs) it was, it it, It was pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close. And so I I go on to explain to him about the skunk, skunk skunky. And I'm like, yeah, there's supposed to be a cryptid down here that's similar to, you know, uh, what's been known as Bigfoot, Sasquatch, biped is another word for it. Um, in other countries, it's the uh, Orang Pendek in Sumatra, uh, the Yeti, whatever you want to fucking call this thing, okay? But there is the belief that there may be some type of primate In the southern regions, and I'm not really on board with this one, ladies and gentlemen, because the only supposed picture of the skunk ape is taken by a meth addict next to a dumpster that's next to a shell station in Alabama, I think it was. And so... You know, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to de-louse, you know, when you examine the source. So I'm like, you know, what if if we see the skunk ape? What if it runs out in front of us? You know, what if if you see the lights? And it was at that moment in time, ladies and gentlemen, that I I made the determination that my dear friend Specs is woefully uneducated as to the cryptid environment on this planet. Yeah, totally. I knew about the Yeti, Bigfoot, of course. Right. right. That's that's the extent of my knowledge. (laughs) Two. Which are the same thing, basically. (laughs) I mean, they're from they're on different continents. You know, one's in (laughs) Nepal, and the other ones, you know, roaming around here supposedly in the in the uh, the northwest. Actually, ranges all the way now California into Colorado, and you know they have the hairy bipeds out, uh, you know, towards the, the east coast and. I digress. Anyhow, so, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> <the> Specs <of laughs> keeps tuned out on me, ladies and gentlemen, and, and so I'm going to bring him back to the fold. So I'm going to give you some some base descriptors, and we have your we have your uh, handy dandy we have your uh, uh, handy dandy little computer in front of you, and so you can you can take the opportunity to uh, look up the animal and. At the very end, I'll give you a descriptor, a clue, where if you enter this clue into the search engine, you're going to ping it, you're going to hit it. So, but then you can, you know, then you can take the opportunity to effort this, right? And so, uh, the first cryptid that we're going to quiz you on, okay, hails from the land down under, all right? Crikey, we've already been through this. (laughs) We're talking about the Tasmanian devil. No, the Tasmanian devil exists. <laughs> Even though it appears in Bugs Bunny cartoons, it actually does exist. And it's uh, it's a, a little bit of a terror, but it's you know, when you look at it initially, it's it's damn cute. Just like those, you know, evolutionarily challenged creatures, the koala bear, you know. There's a lot of that going on in, you know, because down in Australia you've got, you know, that's the only place you've got you know, Well, no, it's not the only place in the world that you have marsupials, but it's where you have the vast majority of them. Even in the United States here, we have marsupials, uh, opossums or marsupials. So primary characteristic, marsupial, it's a mammal, carries its young in the pouch. So, you know, it's got a baby Bjorn built in. It has herpes. Uh, Not all marsupials, (laughs) but yeah, the opossum (laughs) does carry, carry. No, no, the
1: koala. Yeah. Has oh no. Yeah. There. I
0: was gonna say. Yeah. I was like. Which Hi. means
1: it's somebody down in Australia
0: who <laughs> went down under. Oh, a <laughs> <That's laughs> fucking scary in and of itself. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> mate? <laughs> Get that bear off your face. No, <gasps> <gasps> I'm having fun. <laughs> so we left him there.
1: <laughs> Imagine that phone call to that koala. Dude, I, it's
0: a scary phone call if you make it at all.
1: <laughs> Sorry to tell you,
0: I, I gave you herpes. <laughs> gave me <you> herpes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the yeah, the really scary situation there is that the koala was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that crossbreed. <laughs> I think we have them in Alabama. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, it? they're called <laughs> Alabamians.
0: <laughs> right next to the vile vortices, <laughs> <In> according <laughs> to Ivan T. Sanderson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a, there's definitely a uh, cryptozoological UFO <laughs> uh, unusual phenomenon corner here on We Miss the Bus. But anyhow, this particular individual, cryptid, is found down in land down under uh, Australia, primarily, um, and also on the islands of Tasmania and New Guinea Okay, Now... Guinea pigs. God
1: damn it, I knew they were fucking <laughs> thick. <laughs>
0: Sorry. this is what? We're classifying the zoological process here, ladies and gentlemen, for, for specs. So, interestingly enough, though, this cryptid did exist. It's not just, not just, we think, it's like the worm, the you know, the fire of them. You know, nothing like that. Right. This the pictures, you know, there was a breeding population, large breeding population. They were actually hunted to extinction by those bloody down under rivers. Uh, am I using that right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking Mad Max series either. You know, where it's like, hey, we've got to kill everything for mate. You know, it's not post-apocalyptic. It's just. Oh, yeah. Hang on, so is that where they filmed that? Mad Max? Well yeah, all the actors are Australian. Oh, okay. Well news <laughs> to me.
2: God,
0: ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies. So
1: my 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 movie
0: knowledge. The more you know, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. The more you know. Jesus.
1: My, or my lack of movie knowledge will just become you know comical to you as as we as we go on. Yeah. Because once we're talking uh, the Baldwin about over here trains over here, <laughs> the Baldwin over here has has this extensive movie knowledge. Yeah. And he will constantly reference things, <laughs> and it's just like, just a, you know just deer in the headlights. Yeah. Like, no, huh?
0: just say, and he'll inform me. I was not aware of Or that. he'll
1: say, he'll be like, you know, he's, have you seen this movie? And he'll stop himself and go, I know you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> 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 but I'm going to explain it to you anyway. Yeah. And
0: then I've got to fucking back up. Cause we're like, you know, go back. And, and you know, oh. and, uh, you know it, it doesn't help, you know? And he's like, all right, now explain it to you. So I've given him the plot and I'll spend five minutes on a movie and I'll be like, did you see that one? And he'll be like, no.
1: <laughs> or I, I have I you. have this the disease where, where you know where people can't remember remember faces, except that's me with movies. Because I will have seen like a lot of these movies and he'll be like, you, have you ever seen that? I'm like, no. And then they'll think about it, like, oh wait, yeah. No, okay, I saw bits and pieces of Which up.
0: is fucking bizarre because you have an encyclopedic knowledge of music. But yeah, something it, about, about any <laughs> any anything <laughs> this guy hears, he knows. And he can sing to it he'll you know beatbox to it and you know
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it's fucking insane and i'll be like you know what that's the theme song to armageddon it was done by aerosmith and he'll be like nobody close your eyes and i'll be like yeah that's it and it was like no 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 no. we're driving into a wall nobody <laughs> close our eyes and i'll be like jesus christ help me here <laughs> Tap down to Christ, you know, and, and of course that's that's you know that's a, a a road trip for another day. We did we did thirteen straight hours to uh to uh Waukegan.
1: That was that was after we Illinois. We <laughs> sleep we drove to Miami and back sleep deprived and started hallucinating around Quintet.
0: Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, Quincy. It was yeah, Quincy. Quincy. I yeah. saw giant hamburgers jumping into the road,
1: and I was like, hey, I was like, expect. Hey, the lines were like <laughs> lifting off of the
0: road and I was at Mike, and I was like, we gotta pull up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what did we do as two smart Americans nutritionally garnered in this country? We had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kept on going. <laughs> yeah, and then we kept on going. Uh yeah, that was that was a that was a long trip. It took a in. few days to recover. Yeah, it did. It did. It took a few days to recover so all right so we're, we're back in the cryptid stance okay this thing really existed hunted to extinction however there are those people primarily in tasmania that say that they have a seen these things or b that they've seen they've seen evidence of them you know tracks etc because especially like on tasmania there's just a there's it's an island and there's a all of the large large fauna that may have existed there or did exist there they actually at one point in time i think they had no that's new zealand not tasmania they they had like a 9 foot carnivorous fucking bird it was like a 9 foot version i can't remember the the name of it right off the top of I my head i have a
1: theory that that's you know that side of the world that's where a lot of the weird shit still exists
0: i think it actually it. yeah transports itself and from time to time like a door opens up and whoo- you it's know, just
1: you know, like the the sharks are bigger. They've got Tasmanian devils. What the fuck is that even? What does it? What does it even mean? Like, <laughs> well,
0: it's a little furry creature. <laughs> these, you know. They've got well, pterodactyls
1: in fucking New Zealand. They got you know. Well, they, I mean. God,
0: see, and this is the problem. They have marsupials down there, and the marsupials have all the coolest names. And, then, we, okay, and they have so, herpes too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we're up here, okay? And the worst thing that can be said about our our you know mammalian. Fauna up here is that maybe it might have it may have a brain disease that's viral and don't eat the deer, ladies and gentlemen. But down there, they have, you know, marsupials. And, they you know, you've got – here we have opossums. But you do have Tasmanian devils, a marsupial. You have kangaroos, you know. Oh, that's another thing. Just, These things are frightening. Yeah. Koalas, that's a marsupial, you know, and it's herpes and it's, you know, it's no ridge, flat brain. Uh, they have wombats. Wombat's a marsupial. Wombat. See, that's a good name, isn't that a good Look, name? That's a great name. Yeah, we have elk. Look, it's an elk. Wombat. Yeah, it's twelve hundred pounds of animal with massive antlers, and 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 is anybody that's been hunting in because we used to, I used to love this when I was a kid when we hunted elk. Sometimes we'd hunt them in fairly thick timber, and sometimes if you were like hunting with a group of people, someone would spook them from one side of the ridge or something else. And if you ever heard, you know, fifteen twenty elk blowing through the timber at warp nine, it is, it's, it's something to behold. But then again, it's just elk. Now, they, the Native American Indians, they call it the Wa'apiti, which I think is a much better name. It's, it's, it, it's you know, it's Garden of Eden-esque, right? You're like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a Wa'apiti. Oh, and then it bugles and you are like, that's the sound of Wa'apiti. You know, and we don't even, deer and elk, they're not even derived from, you know, American English. It's 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 old English. You know, these are things that are utilized in the UK. So we had to borrow that. And they also have wallabies, which are a smaller version of kangaroos. And the thing that I always get confused is they refer to one of those two species as joeys. I think it's the wallaby to that? Uh, uh, oh, Joey's, you know. That's a
1: good question. <laughs> that's a really good question.
0: But then they have a ring-tailed thing in their kind of like a lemur thing. called a bandicoot. That's a good name too. That's a crash good bandicoot. Name.
1: Yeah, it's good. is that where that came from? Yeah, yeah, that's that. where,
0: Yeah, they got crash bandicoot. That's pretty cool. But this thing that we're looking for, this cryptid, is also a marsupial.
1: They got they got dingoes too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: dog, and
1: they have the, the <clears> world's <throat> longest fence because of it.
0: Yes, and all derived from an Australian woman that claimed, claimed that dingoes, the dingo ran off with my baby. And we've actually talked about this movie with Meryl Streep and her inability to do an Australian accent and the terrible bowl cut that she had in that movie. Horrific. I'll have to look that up. Very North Korean. It's it's crazy. It's insane. I can't believe an actress of her depth would have accepted the haircut. That's what, what surprised me. (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, it was, anyhow, there was a huge court case, and I think, I think she was actually, she was charged with murder. And her explanation was that dingoes had run into the tent and grabbed her baby and
1: whoosh, Dingo whacked. ate
0: my baby. Now, because I'm not from there, statistically, I haven't looked at, you know, all of the different, you know, all of the different instances where, like here in the United States, the thing that, he, that I hear the most that drives me nuts is, you know, you'll, you'll be sitting on your back porch. Sweet tea, uh, actually today, not even sweet. It's probably a mix. Yeah, I want sweet, unsweet. That half and half, baby. Yeah, which drives me fucking nuts. I'm like, pick one. And I was like, they're just taking your unsweet tea and putting sweet tea in it. What is the point? Well, half what and is half tea
1: down here in the south is like sweet tea everywhere else.
0: Okay, all right. So if that's the, okay, maybe that's what I was missing. You know,
1: and yeah. Unless you go to McDonald's. McDonald's has a standard that they use like, you know, across the nation. And it's uh, it's 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 what we would
0: consider tr- traditionally sweet tea. Yeah. yeah. Their other standard is having an ice cream machine that never fucking works. <laughs> 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 My oldest, the marine, his first job in high school was working in the McDonald's, and he was he was uh, oddly, you know, he was just good at that kind of thing, you know, where he could memorize everything, hear it once, and just do it. And he was at that McDonald's I think for a year and a half. And it became a thing where his, his younger brother and I would drive through the, uh, drive through the, the drive-through, the obviously. That's what you do. And <laughs> we, would ask, we would ask for, and this is, this is in Fairbanks, Alaska, so we do it even during the winter. You know, 60 degrees below zero outside. And we're like, yeah, we, we'd like an ice cream. That machine was broken for a year and a half. And I have talked to people that are friends of mine that still live in Fairbanks. It's still not fixed. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. Uh, Down here,
0: drive up to it. It's a fifty-fifty shot. Well, and a lot of the times, it's <laughs> you know the machines
1: clean themselves. Like those, like there's, a, I think they call a they're called tailors. And tailors, you know, uh, saucer of ice cream machines, like once a day, have to literally clean themselves out.
0: So be... if they do it quickly, could we call it a Taylor Swift?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Come on, come on, there there it is, there it is. Navigation, ladies and gentlemen. It takes, it it has to warm it, you know, like they have to remove all the ice cream, it cleans itself with warm water, and then it has to go through the entire like ice cream
0: making process over again. I will say I took a hiatus from McDonald's, driving up to that particular McDonald's on Airport Road in Fairbanks, Alaska, where they were cleaning the... Store "quote unquote" grease trap, which is actually outside, right, right, right. and that was disgusting. Oh my, the, the that smell. cured me. That cured me from fast food for almost a year.
1: No, being working in the restaurant industry as long as I did, um, yeah, that's a that's a god awful smell. It's yeah.
0: it, it could be worse than the sewage. And just saying it, they had these two poor bastards out there with these power washers, and I swear to God, you probably could have snuck these guys into a a biohazard level four research facility that's how geared up they were mm-hmm. it was pathetic i think there was actually a guy out there with a fucking Geiger counter you know it was like i was i I, I, went, I we drove up and we're like uh and again i was with my second oldest and he i was like do you want a burger and he's like no i don't want it. what's the matter with you old man jesus the future's now no <laughs> So anyhow, back to the cryptid. So this animal was hunted to extinction. This animal is found was found in Australia, Tasmania. This animal obviously did exist. Interestingly enough, this animal is I, 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 I'll give you the end name of it, how it was referred to. It was referred to as a tiger because of its striping. There was there was a there was a stripe you know it actually started about mid back and went down past its tail it's got an odd body too because of where it's from so given these clues have you been able to effort your way into google and to look up this cryptid whose last name was tiger is from tasmania you you can put that together right there so <laughs> the tasmanian tiger <laughs> That's yeah. That's the Tasmanian tiger. There you go. But what is its what is its what is it known as? What is its uh, empirical name? Uh, thylacine. 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 That's yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen. Today's cryptid for you and I together, and now for Specs, is the oh. thylacine.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is
0: a damn cool animal. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That dude. That that's a frightening. <clears throat> looking animal, and actually
0: it is. It's a it's a keystone. It, well, it was a keystone predator because. Can I pet that dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the cheeseburger. <laughs> you're looking at it, and you're like, dude, that doesn't look like any fucking dog that I know. Everybody's standing around going, "What the hell?" <laughs> I wouldn't oh be standing around God. for shit. That'd be- <laughs> Well, it, you're running. <laughs> what's interesting is that the, the the death of the thylacine, unfortunately, is attributed to the love of sheep that they had in Australia. That was their primary. Not a lot of cows down there. Initially. Oh, they
1: didn't fuck the thylacine did they? <laughs>
0: to death. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor pooch. Wow, 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 Some
1: of these like renderings that are like they look kind of cute, and then you see the actual picture, and you're like, oh. No, 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 you see the what skull. Were you, what
0: were you tripping on when he drew that? Yeah, when you see the the skull, you know, because obviously this is a cryptid that exists, so you can see the skeleton and everything else of it. That this, mouth. Is, yeah, Jesus. this is a class double A predator. That no shit. Exactly. So how
1: did it be, like become extinct?
0: They hunted it to death. They hunted it down. They, oh, okay. You know, they they wow. pulled a bison on it. Now bison, as wow. we know, are Satan's Satan's antelope, <laughs> and I'm completely with the hunting down and murdering. Murdering <laughs> that means there's hate in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about one seven on an animal that's murdering well and and, i mean buffalo gotta go buffalo zero mike uh the bald one one (laughs)
1: um you know i mean he this man took out a buffalo with his toyota camry what year was that camry 2006
0: baby don't get you one that is that is
1: a rock solid automobile ladies and gentlemen
0: that's right we will we will endeavor along that that (laughs) storyline at a later date but i did in fact kill a bison that motherfucker tried to take me out. Not
1: on purpose, exactly. No, my, It yeah. wasn't and, like and, I was aiming and, for it. In TVD's defense, you know, he <laughs> he was just he was just defending himself and his son. Yeah, His yeah, son. Yeah. Got to protect your young.
0: Yeah, if we were in the Yukon, um, motherfuckers, but,
1: man, that and watch out for that color green. You know that 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 baby <laughs> shit green. You know apparently <laughs> apparently bison's got it out for you. For you know what's color. funny
0: about that is I uh, on the way down because we were moving down from Fairbanks all the way down to Pensacola, Florida, uh, and um, on the way we dropped down through Montana, obviously into Wyoming, and then we stopped for, for three days to see uh, to see a, a, a very good friend of mine. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. There was just a, a momentary snafu there, um, but we were dropping down there to see a lifelong friend of mine, uh, who we've spoken about a couple of times on this show. He's uh, he is uh, an instructor at UNC. Yeah, he teaches you know everything to do with EMTs, paramedics, uh, first responders. But anyhow, we dropped by to see him, and <laughs> he's looking at the car. And he says, interestingly enough, because he had been a first responder for so many years, over, you know, over 15 years in the meat wagons, you know, and he's like, that color is really terrible. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I, he goes, I've seen the statistical breakdowns. He goes, that color green, gray, and there's another color brown are by a massively wide margin, the most often hit during twilight hours because people have problems looking at the horizon and then refocusing down to what they're looking at because their eyes are now light deprived. And he goes, so these are the cars that don't hit people. They get hit because people don't see them and he goes, some of the most horrific accidents I've ever seen are with vehicles that are of this color. And I was like, well, why don't you explain that to the fucking bison family up there? Who's one is short and wondering what the hell happened. So, but yeah, anyhow, um, we 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 don't sing the song of the buffalo here, <laughs> Hiawatha or no. <laughs>
1: Although so. I, I went to uh to Colorado, uh, back in April <clears throat> and uh, ate a pl- I ate at a place called the Buckhorn Exchange. I had yes, yes, and yes, yes. I and
0: I had some bison. It's good. It's good. Good meat. Yeah, good it's meat. it's a little gamier, but if you grew up like I did eating deer, elk, antelope, it's no, it's not that it it is different from those. A little gamier actually than by uh, than uh, venison, deer, but it's not quite as gamey as is uh, antelope, which I found in my. It makes a good meatloaf though, but um, it's it that for, to me is one of the gamier meats here.
1: Gamiest thing I've ever tried. What Remember? was name? F- Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I are mean, gonna laugh. It was. Uh, it was actually mountain oysters. That was. <laughs> and it was at the Buckhorn Exchange. The Rocky Mountain oysters. I had fucking Rocky Mountain oysters <laughs> at the Buckhorn Exchange. I made my
0: sister try them as well. <laughs> There's some backstory there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if he wants to get into that today. <laughs> But there is so yeah. So today, today's animal. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the animal, the extinct animal, the phyllosa. Or is it? It's not extinct. That that's the that's the that's the scuttlebutt. That's, that's the rumor. D- d- that's that's d- d- the four hundred and eleven coming out of there. No pictures or anything yet, of course. But then again, you know, even with all the cameras today, I remember I remember seeing a, a, a document one time that highlighted the fact that as of 19 I want to say 89 they for all of the cameras and all of the video equipment in the world and as often as they're used at airports that as of 1989 the crash of an aircraft had never been captured on film now we know this not to be true now. There's fucking videos all over the place of, of you know, planes going down, unfortunately. But it's just one of those interesting factoids when you talk about photography and, you know, capture this and capture that. And why is it always blurry? And, you know, but um, so anyhow, it, last last of the thylacine dies in 1936 at a zoo. So we know they exist. They have a oh, wow. zoo, Okay. you know, and that they couldn't keep a breeding population going down there, you know, saying, hey. this is
1: the 30s. Your life expectancy for humans (laughs) wasn't even (laughs) passed. Much better.
0: Yeah, 40. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're hunted to extinction. And like I said, one of the the things that I hate hearing is like here in the United States. You know, you hear people as we're sitting on the back porch having our sweet tea. That's where that conversation, by the way, went completely off the track. (laughs) Having our sweet tea, and you're listening to the howl of the coyote in the distance, and you'll see people shiver. Ladies and gentlemen... I'm here to attest to this fact, and I have researched this in depth. Not one reported incident of coyotes attacking a human being ever recorded. They're they're packs of miniature dogs is what they are. Now, you want to talk about dangerous dogs. Go to Africa. The wild dogs there, I have seen those things in fucking action, and holy shit. I have seen them disembowel an animal while it's running away from them. Species of antelope and they were eating it as it ran. You want to talk about fucking takeout right there, dude <laughs> uh, impressive incredible bite pressure Amazingly sharp jaws and they run it down and then they start nipping at its genitals and its undercarriage as it's running along with it, and that's how they bring it down You know that
1: <laughs> that'd bring anybody down <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's going to be the fourth sport here in, uh, you know, the wonderful world if we miss the bus. We're going to take any politician that really fucks up, boom, paddock, boom, wild dogs from Africa, the African wild dog. We're, we're, going, like,
1: we're going on a trip to Africa. Yeah,
0: they're going like, to oh, That's so cute. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should just transport them there. That way we don't have to worry about the dog. We just put them in a big paddock. On the middle end, and then doesn't even have to be the wild dogs. Whatever gets you, get you. Could be rhino, could be lion, could be leopard, maybe wild dog, could be a cobra, could be a black mamba. Who knows? Could be a snail fluke. They have poisonous ones down there that light you up, man. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Anyhow, All right. I digress. so. any anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you another cryptid next week, where we will we will give a smattering of information to specs. And see if he can discern. Now what we're expecting of Specs, and this is a reach, is that he'll actually get online and I have a book. I have a really really great book. I, I don't want to give you the title yet because I don't ha- I don't have the the author's name in my head. But we'll bring that in next week and I'll let you, I'll let you see it. All right, uh, all keep right. it in the office. <laughs> and that way you can research some of these things and you know, better a book than online, because, you know, why not go? you know, ancient if we're talking ancient, right?
1: Let's go, let's go ancient. That's
0: right. To keep the technology relevant hip hop happening, you know, (laughs) maybe not now, but okay. So, all right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was brought to you by know your cryptid. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's a great segment. It is a great segment. (laughs) That's
1: great. So. So, Uh, tiptoes. We and got, we got it. We've been tiptoeing. We've been tiptoeing around on this. this.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So we have intermittently run through this conversation over the last few weeks, and it, it I don't know why it kept migrating in, but it was about okay. So and let's get this out of the way right now. It was about little people, dwarves, midgets, which I don't, I know they don't like. Uh, um, but it started with the conversation that we were having about this Disney film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, that has, in fact, one fucking dwarf in it. And you got you have valid, amazing actors like Peter Dinklage, who's in this movie we're about to reference, ladies and gentlemen, who's like, you know, it's not as if, you know, movie parts are falling off the trees for little people, right? It's not, or vertically challenged people, which doesn't really cut it because, you know, I'm not that tall. You're not that tall. I definitely consider us to be in the vertically challenged department. When For we're, sure. You know, because sure. we're not 6'5", we're not or 6'3", or six foot. Even. <laughs> we're just going to go keep going down the list there, ladies and gentlemen. But no, you're left to wonder. Yeah. But, you know, so tiptoes, hip, hop. Explosive, dynamic. Are any of these things ringing a bell, or is it
1: absolutely not? It did. It did get rated R. Oh, which was interesting. Two thousand three, written and
0: directed by Matthew Bright. Now I it, think this was probably his last movie. <laughs> Let's, well, now we don't know who's responsible. Let's pray. So, give us now. Wait a minute. This is the thing that when you first brought this movie to my attention, I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" I know film, and I didn't know. That these people were in this fucking... These are hard hitters, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, these we're talking, are hard hitters.
1: We got Matthew McConaughey. Hey. We've got Gary Oldman. Holy shit. We've got Peter Dinklage. God damn it, the and hand. Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Oh, Patricia Arquette out oh, yeah.
0: there looking sultry.
1: Oh, look at it's so funny. <laughs>
0: and so tall. <laughs> What's fun <laughs> respectively, if you if you've seen her in the scenes, you know that she can't fucking stand past maybe five two, five three. If you want to see her best work, watch the whole nine yards, you know.
1: I don't know. I think tiptoes was is a is a close second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the real tragedy in that conversation, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, my friend Specs has no idea what the whole nine yards is. No, I don't. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful piece of work, but so all right. So, um, breakdown, premise, plot. Give um, it to me.
1: Okay. So uh, uh, <clears throat> Matthew McConaughey is dating uh, Patricia Arquette, and uh, he's a very successful, you know, uh, businessman, and uh, he knocks up Patricia. You know, they're living together, and uh, he goes to introduce her to his family. Oh, wait, wait, wait.
0: Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoilers. We know so many people have seen this movie that we probably don't need to say this, yeah. but spo- heavy spoilers. Heavy spoilers. So uh, she gets upset,
1: you know, because uh, he had never told her that he comes from a family of little people
0: or dwarves. Okay, so is it all little people? It's all little people. His, so... his
1: twin brother, is played by Gary Oldman, is a little person. <laughs>
0: So not identical twins, <laughs> obviously.
1: <laughs> no, they did their best to make them look, <laughs> <laughs> which is an
0: insane possibility.
1: But anyway, so the the sh- the movie starts, and this is just what I love about it, and uh, you know, it kind of bounces back and forth, you know, about you know the the life of Matthew McConaughey and Patricia, and then uh, you see Gary Oldman and uh, Peter Dinklage riding uh, full size adult trikes, the motorized <laughs> bikes. <laughs> Down a highway, a California highway, headed to a little person convention. Okay. All and right. it, like I think the second scene of them is pulling o- them pulling over and uh, and taking a whiz on the side of the road, and they see another uh, actress being thrown off of a bus, and uh, that's when Dinklage picks her up. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> and, and she goes to this little person convention with them. And it just it just gets more and more. Do they stupid do they me. fall in love? Uh, you know, I be compl- I'm going to be completely honest with you. I got about three quarters of the way. through Oh the no, movie. you didn't fit. And oh my God, we it. haven't we have a <laughs>
0: complete movie review here.
1: I, uh, last Holy night shit. I was awake until two, you know, about two o'clock this morning waiting for a gentleman who works at a bar downtown to send me some information for work so I could put in some time. I'm really
0: glad you finished that fucking sentence the way you did because <laughs> yes. as, as you entered into that, you know. Oh, the, no, no, no. Yeah. I didn't mean that sexually. This <laughs> yeah. was all like work wow. related. Uh, so I was planning on watching this last night and, uh, I got sidetracked by work. So, sidetracked by work, but you were definitely on the sad train, ladies and gentlemen, just rolling through. <laughs> there again no windows on the lunatic express you know the sad train just going away sad train
1: style that was the saddest train noise that i could find too by the way ladies and gentlemen
0: harder than it sounds wow uh, this, this movie sounds harder than it sounds and the crazy thing is i you know and so i endeavored to bounce into it because you were like hey you know look at this and curious, it's it's a train wreck it, you're driving past a car accident so you look it's a car accident of little people so yeah. I mean you can't look away <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen you are talking to an individual and the bald one here that actually literally bumbled into a convention of little people by accident <laughs> when I was about 25 and next to the fu- conventions and I don't fucking get along next to the convention of furries that I accidentally oh. bumped into were you in San Diego? No, I was okay. in Vegas. The oh. I the convention for little people, I was in San Diego. <laughs> and I was doing I was doing preliminary work, scouting work for I was what's refer I was on what's referred to as an advanced team.
1: He was he was actually doing the uh, the casting for tiptoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't think <have> <laughs> no, no. No, I'm sorry. No. You know? I wouldn't have hit him with all right, all right, all right. <laughs> number one. And you know, Gary Oldman I, you know, who is one of my favorite actors, the range that that guy shows. And I mean, I, again, in height, <laughs> <should>, it, <laughs> it was a tall order, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So we're just going to keep rolling those out for a few seconds. So, you know, but um, he's he's built. I saw the I saw the image. Right. So you got it, obviously the dimensions that little people, you know, uh, reach are, are varying just like, you know, just like regular sized people but you have to it is in direct relation to their you know their anatomical build wide shoulder and narrow hip for a little person does look different than wide shoulder and narrow hip for you know a regular sized person and regular boy there's that's to me there it is you can't get away from it can <laughs> you? for a normie no you can't you can't i'm just digging a hole here man you know i'm just i you know i'm just I'm burying myself. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> that's the next sound effect that we need. As the bald one buries himself, we're we still building kind of this soundboard, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, dude, how do you make, how do you get a sound that is a little person? Oh, that's like that's like a great question that was asked by the comedian Gallagher. He was he was doing a bit about a uh, group, uh, an organization, a charity organization that decided that the best thing that it could do is to take a group of blind people out hunting.
1: I, when, I, when I think of, uh, I think of like a squeak, like a, you know. like a, Yeah, but see that,
0: <laughs> now see, that's, now you're digging yourself a hole. Well, they're not squeaky toys. But uh, you, you, Gallagher asked the question, he was like, how do you make a sound that's not like a rabbit? <laughs> here we are here. So, you know, um, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, just, that's just fucking terrible, dude. Oh, man. What it should be is, you know, and then we could all be, we could respect ourselves in the morning, you know, (laughs) but so anyhow, when you see the picture of, of Gary Oldman in this movie, his shoulders are as fucking wide as Matthew McConaughey's. <laughs> <So> what's <laughs> The funniest part. And you're is... like, wait a minute. His face, everything else. It's like they took a they took an individual. They took they took Gary Oldman. And I think Gary Oldman's like probably like right at six feet tall, I wanna say. And it's like they just kneecapped him.
1: Well, and what's funny is, you know, I mean, you you see the backside of Gary Oldman just a few times in this in this movie. You see his ass, and yeah, the the fake ass that they gave him. Oh my God, <laughs> they gave him little person ass. <laughs> was, I mean, like I had to look him up because I was like, is he actually a little person, or like is this? <laughs> The poor guy. I mean, he's walking with a cane in the movie. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe. There, did I miss something? About I'm here Gary to Oldby? tell
0: you, those kind of reveals in movies are fucking <laughs> traumatizing. I was watching, I was watching this bizarre Willem Dafoe movie, and and all Willem Dafoe movies are a little off. But I am a true admirer of Willem Dafoe. But anyhow, I'm watching this movie. I don't remember that. I don't remember the title of it, but. Long story short, this family had children. They fucked up in the beginning of the movie and their child had died accidentally. And they basically they removed themselves to this remote cabin, you know, to get over their grief. And it's about their relationship. And I actually think there may have been like a paranormal aspect to it. But anyhow, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this movie, right. And about, I don't know, I want to say about a third of the way into it, uh, there's, a, there's a, a sex scene. There's a love scene, right, with Willem Dafoe and the, the woman that played his wife. And that motherfucker is hung. And for the next week, I had nothing but defoe dick in my mind. Traumatized, I was. And I was like, people were like, are you alright? The bald one, come back to us. What's the matter? What's in your head? And I was like, Defoe dick. And they were like, what dick? <laughs> and I was like, Defoe dick. That's all I could say for a week. I was like, I, even my mom, my, my my mom called me up. She was like, hey, you want to go to lunch? And I was like, no, i, I do not feeling up to it right now. She's like, what's the matter? Are you okay, huh? I was like, Defoe dick. And she was like, what? I was like, Defoe dick. You got me. Defoe dick. <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? So I explained it to her and she thought it was fucking hysterical. She was like, I'm sorry you're so traumatized, but, you know, so. A, be warned of that, and B, any potential reveals, remember that they hired, for, like, Pretty Woman, they hired, like, four different body part models for Julia Roberts in that movie. Like, there was an ass model, and it was a leg model, and actually, I've seen an interview with the leg model. There was a hand model.
1: What her torso look like.
0: Don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think of like the the leg lamp.
0: We were just getting into green screen back then. And you know, Richard Greer, he's such a that He was like, I'm not working with green screen. Get me a real human being here. Get yeah. me a real leg model. Yeah. You know, actually, that's a that's a funny movie. I love Greer in that movie, so. But... Get me a hand model. <laughs> hand what model. movie was that from? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zoolander. Yeah, yeah. that's well. right. We're a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> that's <what> David <laughs> out there on that. I was like, oh, my God, this is priceless. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that my favorite line in that movie is when when Ben uh, when Ben Stiller is like, "You didn't know I was going to be a good you Googleizer, did you?" I fucking hit somebody with that at a funeral once. It was priceless. <laughs> I was like, "That was a great you Google-y. and fucking they lost it. They're like, "You just made my day," and and so remember those lines, ladies and gentlemen. They can they can they can turn that that sad eye blue brown eye blue. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Blue steel. You're (laughs) What can you tell me about Magnum? (laughs) I got the black one, (laughs) Pop. Such a great movie. Dude, that is. Uh, it, it It was a shame. I saw two, and two just didn't get there. But uh, uh, that Hansel, he's so hot right now. <laughs> and it everything about that movie. And and like I said, my my oldest is a marine. He's he's uh, married to a a wonderful young woman who has a degree in fashion and has worked in the industry. And I give her so much shit about that fucking movie. I'm like, you're around these people sometimes, you know. And now she's transitioned off that. You know, she's very artistic. So now she's a professional ballroom dance instructor. So she's just out there. You know, Tripping the Light Fantastic, Twinkle Toes, but yeah, no, that that movie is is priceless. And some of the people you see in it, that like Captain Butch, you know, broad shoulder, you know, six foot five, a Scandinavian muscle in uh, in uh, guard, you know, because he was in like Battleship, you know, and and a bunch of other movies. He's one of the fucking models that dies during the gasoline fight. Epic.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! That uh, I, could, I, I had to watch that again. I was like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, holy shit! That Skarsgård, that's Generation Kill. What the <laughs> fuck is he doing out there? <laughs> Sometimes you see that, you know, in a movie, and you're like, you're, you're sitting there, and you're like, dude, how did this? Even? That's one of the things I think I love about cinema is you can sit there, and you know, you might have someone pigeonholed, you know, you think. And then you'll see them in this role, and you'll be like, "How how does this even work? How did you get from point A to point B? What did the casting chair look like? You know, <laughs> was it covered in semen? What <laughs> what happened here? You know, and it, it just
1: <laughs> at some point it covered in gasoline. <laughs> Apparently,
0: <laughs> that's a, that's such a great scene. And and what's funny is uh, I used to I used to um, know a family that owned just a shitload of gas, uh, um, gas stations, right. And in San Diego and learn something about the technologies associated with it, et cetera. And the new HVAC systems that were actually in place by the time that movie was made would have prevented them from squirting gas all over each other. <laughs> yeah, I, and and yeah. what's funny is that after I had the scooters guard moment, I, 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 and I'm terrible about this fucking it cams my, my better half. She just, she looks at me sometimes she'll be like, do you want to want something else? because I'll I'll start I'll start going off about something. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, especially when it becomes, you know, cuz I'm pretty, I'm pretty deep on the science meter, so you know I'll be like, that it never fucking happened. The coefficient of the bullet at that that, you know, and she's like, you know, she's like, I don't want to know what the Coriolis effect is. Shut the fuck up and watch the movie. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah. I just want to watch the movie. Yeah,
0: you know, so you know that that was the that was the other side of that conversation. I was like, that's guard and that wouldn't work. <laughs> and that's not <laughs> it's true. It's a downer. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a dream killer at that point in time, you know, because you you're hoping the guard does go up in a in a you know violent. Jeep slash, you know, what whatever the name of the fucking white Frappuccino mocha mix drink they were they were drinking. All all being blown up to the, the soundtrack of wham. See and I can ask you and you'll know the song. You know, you know, it, uh that th- that they were playing by Wham, you know. Yeah, if you heard it, you'd know it instantly. You'd be able to tell me, you know, what album it was on. Right, yeah. It, you know, and <clears throat> But the, well, I'm not singing it. That's not going to fuck oh, come on. Today. <laughs> no. You know. We have a
1: karaoke segment coming up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: I'll do my best Barry White. But that's <laughs> it. But uh, so. Uh, oh, and another thing that I wanted to bring up, because we've been, we've been uh, bouncing around it, is some of the weird things that we're seeing with artificial intelligence and the good, the bad, the ugly. And there's a couple of individuals that have been doing some incredible deep dives on this, and I've seen them on on uh, TED talks, and I will bring in uh, all of their relevant information. But they, we became aware of them when they did a segment based on a learning algorithm that they were experimenting with in relation to Wi-Fi signals. Oh yes, remember? Yes, and absolutely. so long and the short of the discussion point with that one was that the they kept reducing the information that was available to the ai as it was using routers and it boils down to the fact that the ai was able to build a three-dimensional model a perfect three-dimensional model of everything that was in the room solely based on how the Wi-Fi signal was bouncing off.
1: Well, first they the they gave the it access to all the cameras. So he had he had right. eyes in the sky. And then they decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna that turn away. the cameras over right. and completely remove them from the network so this thing won't be able to see anything. Right. And on its own, without being given extra again like, any instructions, if if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, no. It designed this way of
0: seeing through Wi-Fi signals completely on its own. Because one of the things that you and I talked about was the fact that it didn't it didn't think in the manners in by which we think it, you know, when we cut off our vision, the first thing that we, we say to ourselves is not how else do I see it's okay. Maybe what other senses do I need to augment instead? That's what this thing did. This didn't go for augmentation of a peripheral sense. It was like, how else do I achieve this goal?
1: And it had done, figured it, it, it figured out something that no one had ever really thought no, of.
0: It was brand new. No yeah. one's ever thought of that.
1: Yeah. No one's like, oh, let's map a room by Wi Fi signal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, because of the way that it works and because of the banners the and by which the sound, the microwaves, you know, not new to microwaves they're just radio waves, conduct themselves in that environment, it, it highlights everything perfectly in real time. So anyhow, these guys have gone on to do several, several uh, additional talks, and their latest talk is all about AI and really the criminal application of AI. And it's something that Specs and I were talking about earlier in the week because he has been remarking for at least the last month about the amount of malware that that you're receiving, you know, and spam calls and fake emails. And Actually,
1: I just showed you a text message that I received about how I need to go into some platform I've never even heard of and fix my uh, address.
0: Well, and even working on the podcast here, uh, where we've got the podcast set up so that we're on we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon, we're on Apple Podcast check us out 20 minutes after I completed the process of owning as they referred to it the podcast and verifying that we you know our ownership of it on Apple I got an email and the email was hey there's a problem with your Apple ID account please log in and verify your payment information now I knew for a fact that that had absolutely nothing to do with what we were doing but the problem is is that they're They're intercepting these communications in a way that is supposed to be preventable, number one. Number two, with the AI's uh, models that are being afforded to the criminal element the world over, it's really getting scary. There was a movie that was done years ago with Robert De Niro as the lead actor called Wag the Dog. The whole premise of the movie, spoilers, is that the, the robert de niro is working on getting a an individual reelected, right a president okay and so the it, numbers are bad and all hope is basically draining out of the river and so what he does using the the video and audio capabilities of that day which you know i think that i think it was uh, the film was done in the 1990s is they create a fake war And so they create this video footage, right? Uh, It was of a woman with a baby, you know, running through this war-torn area. They made up the fucking country. And then they made up a song called, I think it was called This Old Boot. And the song went number one. And then they created a war hero. Right, that had come back from the war, and you know was was going to you know speak uh, speak to the the reason why you had to reelect this this man as president, and they they it, he loses control of it because eventually the CIA gets involved. He loses control of the entire thing, and remember, this is basically a black comedy. It's there's some funny shit in this movie, but anyhow, he loses control of it, and the very end of it, he gets killed. You know, so but the, the but. Here we see in today's technological situation, one of the things that we've noticed over the last couple of weeks is the problem with voice scans. So AI now is competent enough in reproduction that all it needs is a three second, second, three second sample of your voice and it can perfectly replicate it. Any syntax, any length, and they've not only discovered that, but it's the reproduction and the tonality for even pieces of music. These things are good enough now so that they can actually beat man traps. And and what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, if you're unfamiliar with that technology, and it's an older technology, they don't use them in this way like they used to. One of the ways that they kept people out of what is referred to as TSLAs, which are top secret limited access areas is with a man trap and the man trap lets you in where it lets you into an area and then secures you in that area you have to give out your verification of who you are in the method that is only accepted for that particular man trap if it works then the man trap opens and it lets you out if it doesn't work you're fucked and it's a way of keeping people out of right limited access areas like that. And so one of the first versions of this was vocal recognition. And now these things could beat that <clears throat> without any problem whatsoever. But from a criminal element, all they need is a three- uh, a three-second sampling of your voice so this is going along the lines of a scan that we saw coming through the United States a couple of years ago it was basically called the yes scan because about 75% of people that pick up the phone will say hello and then there's another there's obviously a smaller percentage it's about 15% that'll say yes or if a question is asked and even if it's mumbled they'll respond yes and so they were grabbing these answers recording them hello yes and then trying to build voice samples so that they could call people up identifying themselves as those individuals and garner you know greater amounts of protected information and utilize it now with this technology they just need you to say three seconds that's it and they can actually pull it off in most instances with just a hello. Mm-hmm. And you're right. done. You're done. Right. You know. Now, so. I,
1: it's interesting because uh, I've over the past year or two, I've noticed when people call um, and it does get through, you know, it doesn't flag itself as a, as a spam call. Uh, whenever I would answer the phone, it was always, you know, not directly like this, but, it, you know, hello, thank you for calling. We missed the bus. This is Specs. And then I'd get a click. Yeah. You know, so like they've either recorded my my name or they, you know, uh, my voice right then, or you know, I wasn't going to give them the opportunity to be, you know, to, to to use them as a or use my voice for the yes,
0: right. So, and it, you know, it's just it's really, really surprising, very stark, because inside of the, you know, this is, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that. While we worry so much about our computers, which rightfully so, and if you're dealing in a network environment, you're worrying about the protection of the servers and, you know, backup information, archived information, et cetera. One of the greatest concerns now, if you talk to people inside of the the cybersecurity environment, it's all boiling down though, to IOT, the internet of things. And the simple fact of the matter is we're still not doing enough to protect those things. You know, you and I have done this experiment a million times. I know, I think we've talked about it once already on this this show. If you want an idea of how malware and learning algorithms work, go to a friend's house, log onto their Wi-Fi, search something to buy. Let's say pet food. I'll guarantee you that you will not be able to walk out of that house, have your friend open Facebook, hypothetically, on their mobile device. And I'll guarantee you that they will have an ad for dog food or anything else that you're shopping for, anywhere you go. And the way they do this is not by front-loading on the mobile device itself. They can't get into that. What they have control over is the algorithm that's associated with the application and the fact that they have the ability to know that that device is logging into that router. And then that public IP address is looking for these things. And that's what people aren't paying attention to your public IP address is really the most dangerous thing out there right now, in my opinion, you know, and I know that VPNs five years ago were okay. You know, eight years ago, tricky, fair. And they were expensive, but nowadays, if you're utilizing it for, if you're doing banking online, if you're doing anything serious online, purchases online, etc., if for some godforsaken reason you are transferring any biographical information whatsoever, VPN, you've got to protect yourselves, and. You know, as long as they're not selling the information, we're okay. But it's definitely an area of concern out there. So, you know, like we always say on We miss the Bus, you know, keep your head down, keep your eyes up, you know, watch out for shrapnel. You know. <laughs> yes. But, um, so, well, it's uh, it's it's been, you know, an experience with the phylosine.
1: <laughs>
0: we have the funny boy bubble <laughs> model, modeling of the pharmacist. Far-
1: God. That's probably some translation,
0: some poor translation. <laughs> or maybe there's maybe there's a piece of dialogue here that we're unaware of. You know, and maybe maybe we missed the bus. Is what it is. No, we missed it a long time. Yeah, ago. <laughs> as, as linguistically capable as we seem to be from time to time. The modeling um, of the fart fart. And on the you know when you when you uh, when you bump into if you if you look at Spotify. Um, you know, in, in Amazon, I know this uh, has this as, as well as Apple podcast, if you hear things or you notice things that you like or things that need to be corrected, remember that from a technological standpoint, we are I wouldn't say we're in the infant stages, but, you know, we're still doing boom, boom in our pants, you know, half the time. So, you know, if you notice something, you know, there was a, there, we had a reverb problem on one of our previous shows because someone, I'm not going to say who, me, uh, uh, was forced at gunpoint to make the technical error of clicking a box, to put a reverb on it. And uh, I, don't even ask. I managed to avert complete and total disaster, but it was in there. You can hear it in certain certain spots. So uh, if you notice things that would, would improve this show, um, even if it's, you know, you should light each other on fire like Buddhist monks and end all of our suffering, that's fine. <laughs> you know, reach out to us. Let us know on, on any of the message boards uh, associated with uh, We Missed the Bus.
1: Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Tune in to us next week.
0: Yeah, we'll have lots more fun. We'll make sure that we we do name that species. I think we're going to do another news segment next week. That'll be something to look forward to. Um, more impromptu work. We'll try to uh, we'll try to stay out of the the tall weeds as it applies to politics and, you know, all of that silliness, but There's only so much stupidity that we can take, ladies and gentlemen, and we got to say something. And if anything (laughs) that this podcast offers you, it's that, you know, we're going to we're going to say something. So, you know, um, (laughs) but as we always say, keep your heads down, keep your eyes up. Watch out for shrapnel. That's right. Don't be late and you won't miss the bus.